Each year, the, the church conducts field exercises in anticipation of and in preparation for the coming of God's Messiah. The exercises always begin on the Sunday nearest November 30th and conclude on December 25th. The goal of the exercise period, which we know as Advent, good job, <laughs> is to be ready for the appearance of the Messiah on that day when his coming will be more than a liturgical experience. Advent is a time of preparation to receive something incredible, the reliving of those generations of longing for God's Messiah foretold by the prophets, the glad tidings of his coming into the world, the promise that he will come again in time to complete and perfect the entire creation. We always begin the Advent season by focusing on passages of scripture that announce God's fulfilling of the promise to bring justice, righteousness, and redemption. The means shall be through a righteous branch of David. The coming of our Savior Jesus, the Son of Man, coming in a cloud. Now, what may seem inappropriate is the announcement of the apocalyptic end of all things and the coming of the reign of God. There's nothing here of a virgin and a child, nothing of shepherds and heavenly choirs, but rather there is the shaking of heaven and earth in perplexity, fear, and foreboding. Strong language. And yet each year, Advent is begun with a gospel reading from an apocalyptic discourse of Jesus. And why is that? Well, perhaps it is because we are not ready for mangers and shepherds just yet. Perhaps it is to impress upon us that the coming of the Lord includes more than the Christmas story. That Advent is God's doing apart from all human calculation or designing. And that Advent is of such significance that the entire universe reverberates with the signs and circumstances of these events. His coming is not only to a simple manger in a sleepy little out-of-the-way village. His coming is also to places like Paris and Beirut and Mali and Syria, Colorado Springs, and even Jackson, places which have been touched by terror or violence, and certainly by anxiety. In Luke's account, which was read this morning, Jesus describes terrible, awesome signs of the coming of God's reign. They are things which make us want to crouch down in fear, to run and hide, to escape. But Jesus says, no, don't do that. When we see these things, we are to stand up and raise our heads because our redemption is drawing near. He wants us to know it is something to which those who believe in him may look forward. We want to stay awake, remain conscious, because we wouldn't want to miss the moment when the sovereign of the universe returns to our mundane world to liberate it and to rescue it from itself. So in spite of our sophistication and our worldly success, redemption is something we still need.
A Minneapolis clergyman quoted in Newsweek magazine said that he had noticed a growing number of young adults coming to his church services. He welcomes them, of course, but he notes that when he preaches about redemption and conversion, they think in terms of bonds and securities. <laughs> well, that may describe some of us as well. And it isn't too far off the mark because redemption does mean to buy back. The word entered the religious vocabulary way back in the early days of Israel. If a person was sold into slavery, the only way that person could gain freedom was to pay a ransom or have someone else do that for her or him. In fact, the words ransom and redemption are used interchangeably in the Hebrew scriptures. The concept is the same. It involves payment for a life so that it might be released, a life that would otherwise have been condemned to bondage and to death. The coming of God's Messiah is to give us back what God gave us in the first place, who we really are. A mother noticed that her nine-year-old son was saying his prayers with more than usual fervor one evening. Why are you saying your prayers so well tonight, she asked the little boy. And he opened his eyes and he says, I'm asking God to put the Mississippi River in Russia. She said, why would you do that? He said, because that's where I said it was on my test this morning at school. <laughs> Well, such a bailout as that isn't really possible any more than it's possible in redemption to be so radically changed. Redemption isn't going to be getting something totally different so much as it is getting back something that is very familiar. The person we were meant to be, who we really are, our true identity. To be free, to just be who God made us to be and not somebody else's idea of what we should be. Each of us in the course of living has had some experiences, both good and bad, that have taken that away from us. We've experienced betrayal. We've lost our ability to trust. We've lost some of our pride, some of our dignity, even some of our moral convictions. We live with a kind of taint that just won't come off with soap and water. But in our redemption, when the Messiah comes, it will be washed off. And even more, we will receive again the innocence and the glory that is ours as children of God. So redemption is something to which we should look forward. We're not promised that we will escape the awesome apocalyptic events that precede the coming of the Son of Man. But we are promised that we will pass through it knowing that our redemption is at hand. The consciousness of our imminent liberation allows us to have an attitude adjustment about the present circumstances of our lives, whatever they may be, however awful or however wonderful, something better is just ahead. We're not to live our lives either in fear or complacency, but on tiptoe, awake, heads up, looking forward to the inbreaking of God's reign. 
A preacher encountered a mountaineer one day and asked him, Are you ready for Judgment Day, brother? When's it coming? said the mountaineer. Well, said the preacher, it might come today or it might come tomorrow. For goodness sakes, don't tell the missus, said the mountaineer. She'll want to come both days. <laughs> Redemption is something to which we should look forward, even as we look forward to Christmas morning. And our redemption is far off, but also, at the very same time, near at hand. As he greets us in the mystery of the sacrament today, so he meets us at the intersection of highways 22 and 89 on Monday afternoon. And in this sense, as the ultimate sense, his coming into our lives is something to which we look forward we should expect to see him and greet him at every moment, with every breath. We don't have to wonder if he will come. He's already come, and that in itself is awesome. When he came, he told us he'd come again at the end of time, at the end of our wits, at the end of our patience, at the end of our career, at the end of our life. To give us back the life which was ours from the beginning. What a time of liberation when we're aware of his presence as well as his promise. Some years ago, a tourist visited the castle Via Ascanti along the shores of Lake Como in northern Italy. And when he arrived, only the old gardener was there and opened the gates for him. And the visitor stepped into a garden, a perfectly kept, beautifully manicured garden. And the visitor asked when the owner was there last. And the gardener said, 12 years ago. Did he ever write? No. Where did the gardener get his instructions? From the owner's agent in Milan. Does the master ever come? No. But you keep the grounds as though your master is coming back tomorrow. And the old gardener quickly replied, today, sir today. Stay awake. Be alert. Watch for the hand of God at work in the world around you with every blink of your eye. The Christian life is lived not simply in the hope of some far-off redemption out there in the future, but one that happens at any moment of our life as God's Messiah comes to take us by the hand and offers us a truly liberated life. And so we begin another Advent, not rushing ahead to mangers and angels, but pausing to remember the larger context so that we can look up every day, every moment, knowing that our Redeemer is coming in God's perfect time to restore us to perfect freedom. Amen.